Hi. 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 Hi, everybody. Hi. So I missed everybody. Hi. Nice to see you. Oh, yes. It's been a while. A little while. Since the last time I turned my head. (laughs) (laughs) But, hi, everybody. Sorry it's been so long. We've been on a hiatus. I feel like we've been getting used to a lot of new things. I've been back to stores for reopening things oh right their schedules are changing again yes i've seen people in real life a couple of times yeah but apparently that wasn't a good idea yeah not I don't specifically know. our actions but the general public yeah we, we were too soon everybody was too soon mm-hmm. so um so also i think that we're all very like I think tired when i'm tired i really like a good juicy murder oh okay and I know that like we've really focused on um, being very vocal and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement in our past few episodes. Uh-huh. Um, so this isn't skipping that. I want to continue to focus on that. But I we're going to talk about an Amish murderer this week because I think that well, that sounds that's something that everybody can have a break to because entertaining people who are Amish can't listen to this. And so, so what? What does that mean exactly? Um, that we can all just kick back and enjoy because we can't relate as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seemed really safe, okay? Oh, all right. It seemed like it would give everybody a break. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Whatever. Hi, it's me, Michael. And I'm Marcus. And they'll, and they'll kill, kill you in PA. Okay, so this week we're talking about Edward Gingrich, who was an Amish man from Rock Rockdale Township in Crawford County, Pennsylvania. Where's Crawford County? Uh, I think it's like east near like Lancaster and stuff. Oh, okay. Because I think they most of the Amish all live in one area. Like that's east central. Ah, that's not true. Oh, I, I'm. But there's also the Mennonites, and there's other people that are kind of like the Amish. That's yeah. That's that's like a different flavor of the same kool-aid then there's the dutch amish and then there's the dutch cocoa what that's a different thing so anyway this guy was amish and he was in crawford county which i think is like in central eastern pennsylvania i knew i should have looked this up but i felt really (laughs) confident about it for a second because i thought we talked about crawford county with that boy who got stabbed the like boy scout kid i thought that he got killed in crawford county and i think that that's out near like philadelphia ish I I think it's a it's a or cute Phoenix-ish. thing that we do where we, this is the twenty third episode and it's the twenty third time that I've asked you where that is and you didn't know exactly. That is absolutely not true, Marcus. <laughs> there have been times that I tell you exactly where it is because I didn't know where the Susquehanna <laughs> Mall was whenever we did the very first episode on Miranda Barber. So I had to look that up. And my friend Dana's from there, and so she gave me more. That's information. right. That's right. Can I also say about Mr. Edward Gingrich? That the name Gingrich is forever tainted for me as a child of the 90s by Newt Gingrich. Yeah. 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 Just he was a controversial that. Newt. He was the worst salamander of all. Yes. Yes. We all hated him. Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. he was terrible. But so was this one. Because he was convicted of manslaughter in the 1993 death of his wife, Katie. 
Candy and Gingrich. fun fact, fun fact of the day, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we need some sound fun. effects now. Oh, all right. Um, he's the first Amish person to be convicted of homicide. Uh, oh, oh, the first Amish person. To be convicted of homicide. To be convicted of homicide. Because, you know, they homicide. usually keep their shit in their own little, like, community. They're yeah. like, you know, we, we handle this shit. We got right. it. Right. You can't really do that like whenever somebody. Yeah. You can't really do that whenever an Amish person, like, brutally murders somebody. And there's witnesses and shit. That's what that movie's about. It makes it harder. Winona Ryder. She was in that. Harrison Ford. Was Renona Ryder also in it? Uh, Did somebody get pregnant and they killed the baby or something? Or am I thinking of a Lifetime Amish movie? Because there are more of those than you'd think, I think. It sounds hard to confuse the two of them, but I, I don't remember a lot of the details. We should it feels sure similar in my head. Yeah. Okay. So we're only on page one. We got eight pages to go. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm just this letting everybody know. This is the kind of content know. people want. This is what Casey and Laura pay for. Okay? <laughs> so. And you can pay for it, too, if you visit our Patreon page. Um, I mean, other people have bought stuff, too. So that's, yes. that's also paying for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our pal, Fred. Yep. Thank you, Fred. Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. So, continuing. So, he said he was apparently somewhat of a rebel to the Amish way of life from an early age. Uh, and many of the others in his community were apprehensive of the marriage between he and Katie. She's an omelet. Um, 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 She's um, also an omelet. Um, um, yeah. Only Amish. They are um, like strictly like they are by the, oh, you only Amish. That's it. You date within Amish. here. Yeah. Which makes me also wonder like at some point, how many of you are all related anyway? Yeah. How do you, I mean, that's, that's a real thing though. Cause there's not like a million Amish people, right? Well, I think that they also like marry people and or from other Amish communities. Yeah, I'm sure they. Whatever. Anyway, that means they're paying attention to it, which is even creepier somehow. I think because it could be a problem. Obviously, maybe Obviously. they have to be like, I need to do more digging now. Now I'm like, is there like a failed village of Amish that was like, so we tried it this way about we tried to marry all of our cousins and it didn't work. So we decided to make sure nobody does that anymore. Or do they adopt non-Amish kids or babies and raise I, them as Ams? Um, Aming? That doesn't sound. Um, well, that could be Amish-y. I don't know. Honest, I don't know. Honest? Amish? Amish? <laughs> So Ed, uh, so a little on him. He was a gifted young man. Unfortunately, oh, also, let me real quick do a little prequel. I got my information from, oh, God damn it, of course I X'd out of it. An unnamed source in a parking garage. I got it. So I got some of it from Wikipedia yeah. because that's what Wikipedia is there for. Yep. And I got more from an article about Edward Gingrich that was written in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, I think. Ah, I'm trying to look for Pittsburgh who it was because I don't remember. Gazette, controversial paper. Yes, the most controversial of all the papers. Um, just waiting for it until long. Oh, this is the best part. Yeah, They're... sorry guys, I'm obviously very put together. This is why it took us a long time to get back together. Okay, so it's uh, Ann Rogers. Thanks, oh, Ann. Thanks, Ann Rogers. She did some great reporting. Okay. So, unfortunately, the subjects that Ed, Edward was gifted in mm. were science and technology. That sounds terrible. Why is that unfortunately? Because it's disciplines that affected the Amish way of life. 
that affected the Amish way that of life. threatened. Sorry. I, oh, I, I see. Yeah, the yes. new, new thought. Yes. Regions of new thought. Because they don't do the electricity. They don't do the, you know, they don't do some of the things. So I know they, and they don't do some of the things some of the time. It's not a hard and fast, we don't ever do this thing. I think it also changes from like community to community. I'm just saying. It's a, it's a, it's a porous boundary. It's been watered down more through the years, I'd imagine. I would think. I mean, I would think that, God, you, we need an Amish person to come on our show and explain this to us. Well, you're going to have to embrace certain kinds of modern medicine now and well, then. Now gonna, and then. No, you're going to learn. Mm. you about to learn today. Okay. Hang on to your dick. Okay. We didn't get to... You, you can... It doesn't need to hang on to yet. It's warm out and we're not to the murder yet. Yeah. So okay. he was an excellent mechanic and he built engines from scratch and could fix anything that contained a motor. He was a fish out of water and felt trapped in a society at odds with his talents and goals. I could see that. That seems he, like an opposite, an op- obvious opposition. An OO. So he eventually Ooh. built a modern sawmill with a machine shop near his house on a property that his father owned. Okay, cool. So the business put him in touch with a lot of local English people. That's right. They call everybody else English. Yep. Everybody else is English. Okay. But that put him at odds with the the local Amish bishop because he shouldn't be. Is a bishop some kind of Amish government official as well as a religious official? It's all one. Yeah. I think he's just like in charge of the town. He's like the sheriff also. He gets to say what happens in some way. Pulling the strings. Okay. Um, So his. Okay. So there was apparently. So like he they didn't they were like he's doing these things we don't really like. He's like on the edge, talking to the English people, you know, diddling and daddling and things that might make him the devil, machines and such. Yeah, the English knowledge. So they had a theory that an unwavering, faithful wife would be a good influence on a troubled young man. So they were like, I guess you can marry him. English motor knowledge from... English motor knowledge school. Auto... Well, so it's even worse because whenever we get into it a little bit more, the English people that were coming to talk to him were evangelicals. Oh. And were like, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. So after the wedding and the birth of their first son, uh, Edwards became started being more depressed. Oh, okay. So through the wood shop, he befriended this guy by the name of Dave Lindsay. Okay. So he was one of the like evangelical guys. So he said that unless he renounced his Amish faith and became a born again Christian like him, he would go to hell. That makes no sense, but all right. You know what? It's I feel like, like that's ballsy to preach to an Amish person, isn't it? Right? <laughs> isn't it? It really really is. And, and I it, I think the only reason that that even happened was because Edward was depressed and sad and I think that this born again Christian guy was like well you need he's an obvious you victim need a, you need a different Jesus yeah whatever I know that you guys have Jesus but you need Jesus 2.0 I feel like a normal moderate sort of Christian person would would look at an Amish person as like okay you're you're good you're you've got the spiritual thing figured out yeah you've made the sacrifices and at some point they're going to become the it. hipsters of Christianity you mark my words I tell you I think they're cool in some ways I'm not saying everything is great they about They can build it, a barn in like a day. But they have some insights about uh, human beings that and maybe we should have an amazing to. picnic at the same time. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lots going on. <coughs> so, 
this guy, Dave Lindsay, tells him, you're going to go to hell unless you're born again Christian. So Ed's mental state was continuing to deteriorate. Deteriorate. Okay. And he began hallucinating. Oh, that's some real illness. <coughs> Not just depression. Yes. And he started to have a psychotic break. And that oh, scared okay. the Amish community so bad that they contacted 911. Interesting. They called 911 for a psychotic break. That's what it took. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it must have been significant. Yeah. There was a documentary on it that mm-hmm. I saw somewhere. And like, there was a lot of stuff that, so like, weird things. So like, Kate, which is his wife, and his brothers sought help to a psychiatrist whenever uh, Ed started saying that he was seeing gigantic rabbits. He <gasps> like was, in, uh, in fucking Donnie, Donnie Darko? Oh, I was thinking more like of a Peter Cottontail type of deal. Oh. But yours is darker. You've never seen that? Yeah, I have. Oh. That's a like the Donnie Darko, like Bunny? Yeah. Yeah. He's scary. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's like Ariana Grande tried to like redo that thing. Did she? Oh, really? She yeah. like had something inspired She had like a mask that had like the bunny ears on it. Oh, the bunny it. ears. Yeah, yeah. So it had like yeah. the same type of vibe. It wasn't exactly Donnie Darko, but I think that's how like the whatever. What the fuck I ever? I feel like fuck hers her. was like more Playboy Bunny-esque than Donnie Darko. Oh, well, I just saw Donnie Darko, but maybe that's because she looks like a teenager and she's like a child. She's so talented. She is talented. I'm not saying, she, I don't like, same I with like, Whitney Houston, like I don't want to listen to her music, but good Lord, what a talent. Yeah, but, I really like Ariana Grande's ability to impersonate a ton of other singers. Oh my God, like on SNL when she would do like the singing impersonations. Yeah, from she does that with Jimmy Fallon title. a lot, I think. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. She can really She is do very that. talented. Yeah. Despite any other flaws that she may have. That I don't know about. Whatever. I don't have to. So anyway, another thing that happened besides seeing a gigantic Ariana Grande was he started howling like a wolf and raving that God and Satan were battling for his soul. Well, I guess he's been told these things. I had a friend once that said something very similar during a psychotic break. What did that person? Can I? I'm not going to tell you who it was. No, I don't want to know who it was, but they had, they were like, they felt like that was happening to them as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So they hospitalized him twice. One time, hog tying him to get him to the emergency room, like Stephen once hog tied Sarah, my cousin. <sighs> um. And uh, once he was freed, he like flipped out and like tore all tore up all the medical equipment, trashed it. Mm. He's not doing great. So he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay. And he was given medication to ease his symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the medications did ease his hallucinations. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Hallucin... Close enough. Hallucinacent. It's a heuristic approach. My, not, my tongue's not working. <laughs> uh, but it put him in a zombie-like state, and he eventually stopped taking his drugs. Yeah, lots of people say that, yeah. I I feel like that happens a lot with, especially paranoid schizophrenics or schizophrenics in general i feel like i hear a lot of times that they stop taking their medication Mm -hmm. or even i guess a lot of people who have depression and also i've I've known a lot of people who are like no i feel fine so i'm gonna go off the medication i don't need it i feel fine well it's because it's it's working you know a lot of uh doctors the clinical standard is you treat the depression first because it's the it's the base it's the 
the basis for everything else is is to treat that part. Then you treat anxiety or, you know, schizophrenia or some other disorder. Interesting. Well, bipolar would be a secondary thing. Well, so they started giving him the meds and he stopped taking them. Yeah. So we're going to talk about paranoid schizophrenia for a second. Oh, okay. So uh, schizophrenia is a kind of psychosis, which means your mind doesn't agree with reality mm-hmm. and it affects how you think and behave. This can show up in different ways and at different times, even in the same person. Illness usually starts in late adolescence or young adulthood. Mm. Do we know how old he was in this moment? Uh, he was born in 1966. Okay. He married Emma or Katie in 1993. 1966 to 1993. Okay. How many years is that? 30 something. Uh, <laughs> For a minute, Tw- I was like, why is he like a 60 year old getting married to the. I can't do 27 math. 27 years. And I just see numbers and it, I can't do it. <clears throat> so, um, uh, people with paranoid delusions are unreasonably suspicious of other people. Mm. And this can make it hard for them to hold a job, run errands, have friendships, right. or even sure. go to a doctor. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you've got to be able to communicate with your doctor. Yeah. So I, that's why this is like, I feel like schizophrenia is a very insidious disease because it's like, you know, you don't know what, what's reality and what's not. So it's hard to see, seek help because you're like, I don't know what's mm, real. Yeah. You definitely need somebody who knows what they're doing. So paranoid symptoms are delusions that are uh, fixed beliefs that seem real to you, like I was saying, um, even whenever there's strong evidence that it's not real. Um, so some of these things are things like thinking a coworker is trying to hurt you, like poison your food, your spouse or partner's cheating on you. The government is spying on you. People mm. in your neighborhood are plotting to harass you. Mm-hmm. Also not going to mention who it was, but I one time had an old boss who was displaying these symptoms. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Actually. It was yeah crazy to watch it unfold. I'm not watching it unfold no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me either. But that's because she got help. and I hope that this person also did that. <laughs> Probably not, though. So these beliefs can cause troubles in your relationships. Especially, I mean, if you think that there are strangers that are going to hurt you, you don't want to go outside or, you know, you're just fucking paranoid. Yeah. Um, That's a hard place to be. Yes. I would imagine. So... um. <laughs> Ways that they treat this are through medication, um, like antidepressants and antipsychotic drugs, mood stabilizing medications. Sometimes hospitalization is needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's psychosocial a treatment. Oh, I guess electroconvulsive like therapy. Yeah, and they do that again. Started doing that again, I think. Which blow? I thought we decided that this wasn't a good thing. <laughs> My guys, <laughs> literally. Uh-huh. Oh, I wish I had long nails to clip and clap. <laughs> That's funny. Um, sorry, I keep kind of talking like the lawyer girl from Search Party because I just really love her. If you haven't seen Search Party on HBO, you should go watch it. She is super affected. I love her. So, some complications that can happen. If a patient with paranoid uh, symptoms of schizophrenia, my words are working very well today. If they don't receive treatment, there is obviously a serious risk of severe mental health, physical health, financial, behavioral, and legal problems that can yeah, arise. Yeah, right. Every facet of life. 
So complications may include depression, suicidal thoughts and behavior, malnutrition, unemployment, Mm -hmm. homelessness, prison, inability to study, being a victim of crime, illness related to substance abuse and tobacco smoking. Mm. Uh, A significant number of people with schizophrenia smoke heavily and regularly. Mm. I wonder if that's like an anxiety thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a a habitual thing and they need habits. Yeah. Mm. So... Lindsay, who was that evangelical guy. So him and a couple other born-again Christians who visited Gingrich at the workshop would lecture him about renouncing his faith and led him to believe that he was being confined and almost held captive by his wife, Katie. Oh. There are reports um, that he began to associate her with the devil. So, like, great idea. These born-again Christian guys are, like, harassing this guy this Amish guy who's mentally ill that his wife's holding him against his will and that she's the devil. Oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds like, um, the, uh, it, it sounds like an obvious attempt to create chaos. Yes. It's not good. Yeah. So hold on to your dick. Oh, now I, now I do. It's that. about to happen. Oh, and it okay. just happens fast. Where's Cooper? I think Where's, he's right. Cooper. Oh, he's getting up and Cooper. coming closer. Cooper. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Hey, Cooper. We're going to need to pet you for this because it's insane in the membrane, insane in the brains. So, on March 18th, 1993, Edward Gingrich entered his home's kitchen where Katie was working because she was doing stuff at the sink and stuff, preparing dinner and things. Okay. And he punched her in the face. Okay. Which knocked her to the ground. And she allegedly screamed. Oh, and he allegedly screamed, I'm the devil. Okay. I say allegedly because it doesn't really make sense to me because it seemed like he thought she was the devil. Okay. Remember? Because like he was led to believe that he was being held against his will. Right. So I'm not really sure. Although, like he said, he felt like God and the devil were fighting for him. So perhaps in that moment, he felt like the devil had won. I I doubt there's a lot of uh, coherent reasoning behind a lot of it. So just just saying. Yeah. Just taking it apart. Right. So Katie yelled for her six-year-old son, who was, uh, who was in the room at the time, to run and get help. So he ran out the door to get his uncle, who is Edward's dad, brother, because that's how that works. Brother. <laughs> Not, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Okay. So by the time the uncle had arrived on this scene, it was already too late. What had happened was... Edward had beaten Katie to death. So after he had punched her in the face, he had put on his heavy high top boots. His Amish people have those shit kicking boots because they kick shit all day. That's okay. Just like heavy work boots. Yeah. Got it. I'm sure that, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Heavy boots. The heaviest boots he has. Maybe they were like platform boots because he was self-conscious about his height. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, all right. Was he self-conscious about his height? Was that one of his... The world things? may never know, Marcus, because oh, yeah. the right, world I'm might sorry. not know. Sorry. But Put that on his could be his platform work boots. <laughs> That's what he put on. That's what he got from the evangelical Christians. Platform work boots. That's It sold him just like that. Like usual. It was 1993, so... Yeah, he was like, I love these. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have them. Okay, so 
he put on his high top work boots, right? Um, this part's really fucked up, so hold on to all your bits. Uh, and then he stomped on her skull until her brains began to ooze out and her face was unrecognizable. His wife. Extremely brutal. Amish people in their Amish house, in their Amish clothes. Amish. Like yeah. that makes us even more insane. Because they're like the lambs of people. Right. We always say that they're the most the most uh, vulnerable. Yeah. Genteel. Maybe. Maybe. Fragile. Um, so that's not even, it's not done yet. Okay. So he then cut her open, removed her heart, her lungs, her spleen, her liver, her liver, not liver, her mm. liver. Mm. That's French. Um, her kidneys, her ovaries, and her intestines, and he stacked them into a pile near her corpse. Wow. Then. He threw his Bible into a fireplace and took his two children who had seen all of this shit and went on the run. Now, they're Amish, so I think he went on the run in a horse and buggy. No shit. I I, I, th- I think. Okay. I'm not sure. It just said he went on the run, and I'm like, well, he's Amish. He would have had to have an English person drive him. Like whenever the Amish person was at my dad's house looking at the roof, he had an English person who was there driving. Him oh, and okay, stuff. all right. So, yeah, he but he was caught very close to his home. <sighs> I guess so. Yeah, I can't get away very quick. But also because whenever the assault started, his son, so he had three kids. His oh right, three. His yeah, six-year-old so son yeah, ran okay, to his uncle's right. house. Oh, okay, right, right, right. So they already knew shit was bad. Oh my god, that is a horrific account. Yeah, I'm just going to give everybody a second to digest that. (sighs) Yeah. So, Cooper, he's so cute. He is. So, when the assistant fired... So, of course, the Amish people called the 911. Because they had to. So, when the assistant fire chief and the EMTs arrived on the scene... Uh, obviously it was horrific. Like I said, not only had he removed all of her internal organs and piled them up beside her body, but in recordings of uh, Edward's police interrogation, he can be heard saying, for some reason, I think we could still save her. Okay. He's obviously like... Yeah, he's had a psychotic break. Yeah. yeah. His poor wife is he's far not, from a person He's not in touch anymore, with reality. And right. he still thinks that they can save her. It's so sad. It's terrible. And these three kids. Because it's all because of his like mental illness and it could have been avoided in some ways. You know what I mean? This is avoidable. Had it, it was definitely treated. also somewhat precipitated by these people. It was the lack of or the inability to accept help in the in modern medical world. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of held it back. Yeah. But... Kelly Lepre. Wow. That That's is the price you pay. We're is, not done yet. Oh, okay. Keep keep a hold in. Oh, all right. Um, so prior to Edward's sentencing, every member of the small Amish community 
uh, put their name on a petition asking for the judge to impose the maximum sentence. Mm. So they were like, fry them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the uh, petition, they said, we like Ed, but absolutely do not trust him and are seriously afraid of him. Hmm. Interesting. So after his trial, he was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter, but mentally ill. So he was sentenced to a minimum of term of two and one half years and a maximum of five years. What? Yeah. <laughs> With credit for time served since May nine since May nineteenth, nineteen ninety three, incarceration his incarceration on that date. Okay. Hence, this is I didn't write hence. This is from one of the articles. Oh. Ed would be eligible for parole by late nineteen ninety five. Uh huh. He killed his wife in nineteen ninety three. He was denied his first bit of parole in December 1995, but on March 19th, 1998, at the age of 34, we have a clear age now, um, he was released from the State Correctional Institution in Mercer. Okay. Which I think that we've talked about other criminals yeah, who have Mercer been in Mercer. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Is that where Aunt Becky's boyfriend is? <laughs> is that what prison he's at? Guys, listen. Oh, no. My Aunt Becky has... A murderer who's like trying to be her pen pal now. I'm going to do an episode just on that at some point, maybe because he'd murdered someone. So Marcus's niece, Aunt Becky, <laughs> we're going to, we'll, we'll come back to it later, but just so everybody knows that happened. That's what happens whenever you get your, you know, your picture in the paper for doing good stuff at the church. Yeah. That's why you should, you know, an atheist try not to be in the media yeah 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 so okay so in 1998 he was released and he moved to this is a real thing an amish mental facility in michigan no that's interesting which in my head i it it's like a stable (laughs) (laughs) well that's most amish buildings sound like post and beam architecture to me yeah i would imagine they're Mental health facility? Oh, I bet it's beautiful. I bet it's so relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Can we go there? I mean, it, it's in Michigan. We can drive there. But after an incident there, he moved to an Indiana psychiatric unit for the Amish. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that that's a thing. I wonder what's happening with COVID amongst the Amish. They're probably having an easier time. They probably, when they quarantine, distancing. they probably do it right. Yeah, they know how to shun like a motherfucker. <laughs> okay, they know how to do that shit. They're like, we work, we do, we self-sustain anyway. Yeah, exactly. Although I really want to buy their like walnut bread and stuff. I want to go to the fr- oh, the farmers their market. Their baked goods their are stuff. legit. Oh, that is good shit. Um, but so he wanted to reconcile with his family, especially his children, that he murdered his wife in front of. Hmm. How would that feel if your dad killed your mom, but he was obviously not your dad at that moment? That would still be terrifying for the rest of your life to be around your dad, because it's like, I know you didn't do it, but you did it. Yeah, I I have no idea how you manage to reconcile and recover after that sort of thing. Especially when you're Amish, and you probably, I mean, like, I don't feel like it's as open to talk about these things and find ways to process them yeah. openly yeah you should pray about it i think is what they'd say hmm. so in february of 2007 uh ed returned to crawford county and he rented a house among um 
people in the Brown Hill Amish community. Hmm. So according to John Otto, who was an Amish friend from a different community, mm-hmm. um, a visiting nurse uh, gave him his medications and he saw a psychiatrist every two, two weeks and a caseworker monitored him and set him up with a support network. Hmm. So he was like, he wasn't just out on his own. Had a treatment plan. Being crazy. There was a treatment plan. There was a nurse that would come and check on him and give him his stuff. So two of his brothers and two of his teenage sons reconciled with him and they were also shunned. So he was obviously shunned from the Amish community. Mm. Can't kill anybody. It's illegal. Well, I mean, that, uh, yeah. I suppose part of their existence depends on exclusion, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's like the worst punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, so those people were all shunned, his brothers and his sons. But Mary, his daughter was like, I don't want to get shunned. I got shit. I got to do. So she was like, I'm not going to see him. She lived with her grandparents. So there was a division over his presence because obviously they were like, we don't want this guy here. Um, (laughs) but it was, the division was so deep that his teenage kids, tried to attend a youth prayer meeting and they were arrested for defiant trespass. Hmm. So even the kids weren't allowed around. Yeah. They got kicked out and they they got so kicked out that the Amish will call the fucking cops. They will go to electricity to call and have you removed (laughs) as children. Yes. Teenage teenagers. So that April, uh, 2007, Ed, Stole his eighteen or his seventeen year old daughter from a buggy and disappeared with her. What? Yeah. So obviously stole her from a buggy and disappeared with her. Yeah, just picked her out of the buggy and ran away. Seventeen year old daughter. I'm like, how big was she? Although Amish men are like very impressively strong. Oh, okay. Because they lift barns. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Like I think the English people do like the Ironman competition, and the Amish just call it Tuesday. <laughs> I got tons of Amish jokes. Oh, you know you're I'm Amish. Ready. So, um, the, obviously the community, the community was like, "Oh my God, he's gonna fucking kill her." He just stole her out of a buggy and disappeared. She's Sounds dead. like nefarious motives. But and, after and five days, we know days, he's a killer. Yeah, he did this before. Yeah. What happened? So, but after five days, she was found safe uh, and was returned. Um. Uh, his defender said he only wanted an opportunity to try to reconcile with her before she joined the church and would be requested to shun, required to shun him. Because she was 17. I think she oh. probably didn't do the rum springer or whatever. Oh. I don't know. I didn't look into the fine print of that part. Yeah. But so he was arrested then and had pleaded no contest and was sentenced to six months probation and fined $500. Hmm. So his final run in with the law. <laughs> God. It doesn't it's end. It doesn't end. For an Amish person, he had a lot of interactions with the cops. The cops. <laughs> I think I was kind of also saying police, but I only kept the L. Right. You, st- you had it in there already. It was mm-hmm. in the hopper. I'd already went through decided the, I wanted to use it, and I was going to use it no Too matter late. what. Yeah. Let's Stop the presses. Flop. His final run-in with the law was February 2008 when he was reported for deer hunting with a rifle that his felony obviously... Uh, made it illegal for him to have. You know, you can't have a felony and a gun. You have to have one or the other. Yeah, I guess after you, you, you man- can't have manually belt. kill and gut a human being. Yeah. Guns no weren't longer. really the problem with that, though. He did that with his hands. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, he... 
God. But so he pleaded guilty to that misdemeanor and served three months in jail. Oh. I was like, whatever. I have nothing to live for. So he's just out there right now? Mm-mm. Oh. Not done yet. Oh, okay. So eventually the tension over his presence in this community, Rockdale, came to a pimple head. Okay. <laughs> like a popper. A doctor pimple popper. Yeah. Which I hope she comes back on the air soon. I think she must. You know, um, like her practice probably wasn't as affected by COVID because she's a doctor. Maybe they didn't close down. Mm, I don't know. No idea. I'm just saying they could still film. Or maybe people are just going to get really deep, big black heads during Corona. And she'll have like really exciting things to extract when we come back. I hope I hope there's exciting things to pop and pustules to expunge. But also the foot show. I want that yeah. to come back too. The foot show. With Dr. Ebony. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's so pretty. She is beautiful. That is she's an interesting so show. I never think about feet issues because I guess I don't have them. But I'm sure people that do think about them continually. <laughs> it sounds like a really yeah. frustrating thing. Just put on some socks or paint your toenails a fun color with some glitter. I don't think that's... Yeah. I paint my toenails with fun glitter and call it a day. All right. Anyway, they're right now. They're not painted with fun glitter. So, um, so his brothers didn't want to leave the community and they were going to have to if he wanted to keep hanging out with them. And so they were like, we need to break up. Mm. So obviously he felt rejected. Mm-hmm. It was sad because his family didn't want him anymore. Yeah. That's... So a guy by the name of George Shroek. Okay. S-C-H-R-O-E-C-K. Yeah, I would say Shrek, maybe, or Shrake. Shrake? There's an O, though. Shroik? Shroke? Yeah, but it's usually like an S sound. His name, his first name is George. Okay. So George was an attorney who rep- represented Edward. Um, He represented the Gingrich children. Sorry, I misheard that. Oh, all right. He's an attorney. Yeah. For the Gingrich kids. Yes. Yes. Um... I just got like really confused because I got Edward Shrek. Yeah. He was like also friends. Like he was friendly with Edward because he ended up moving in with him and his wife. Oh, in 2010. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, he did that in Cambridge Springs. I'm not sure where that is. But a male nurse came every two weeks and injected him with antipsychotic drugs, and he took his antidepressants and was doing all the things that he was supposed to do. All right. Uh, So George said that he never saw Ed delusional. He never saw him wigging out or anything like that. Okay, whatever that means, I guess. And he said he watched him closely because he knew his history. Oh, yeah. Um, But then he started to fall into a deep depression, and he attributed that to, like, the break between his, like, brothers and sons that he couldn't see anymore because they stayed Amish. All right. Um, But he received a call from one of Ed's friends that said that Ed stopped taking his drugs. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. No. So on January 13th, George took him to a doctor and that night and the next morning, Ed assured George that he had taken his drugs. Mm -hmm. I was like, I took my pills. So on the 14th, this is January 14th, 2011, Edward Gingrich went to the barn to feed the horses. Okay. Five hours later, George found him hanging from the second floor. Oh, God. That is terrible. And he wrote, forgive me, please. 
in the dust on the top of a bucket in the barn. Ugh. Yeah. What an awful life. Yeah. Poor guy. It's really sad because, I mean, I think ment- I think there's so many people that struggle with mental health problems and are struggling to get the help, but, like, the help was really foreign and almost unattainable to him in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And he had no support system because everybody shunned him, which understandable. He killed somebody. Mm-hmm. But like, but so the bishop preached at his funeral and it was even decided that he would be laid to rest next to his wife, Katie. Hmm. Okay. Even though, you know, he had been shunned. Um, it's some people said that it seemed like maybe it was that way of the community making up for their lack of care for him. Or something, or you know, reconciliation of some kind. Uh, and someone had said that his brothers were worried about his immortal soul going to hell because he violated the command "Thou shalt not kill" by killing himself. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they? Don't they feel pretty? I think most Christian nominations believe in that—that that suicide is a sin. Yes, because it's murder, but you can't like atone for it after. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they were like, well, he killed Katie, but he like atoned for that and said he was sorry and God forgives you. Ah, yes. He didn't buy enough tokens. Yes. But if you kill yourself, you can't say sorry after. You can pay the church some more after you kill your. I mean, if you, you can't, if you kill somebody else, you can keep paying the church. If you kill yourself, you've can't. taken away some income from the church. Apparently. So. But so it's illegal. But so it was interesting that they even buried him in their cemetery. Because he committed suicide. Yeah. And murdered his wife. But, you know, so that's the story of Edward Gingrich. Well, that is really weird. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. story. Yeah. It's really, really sad. It is sad. First Amish murderer. Yeah, right. Or, and that's that was recent. convicted of murder. Pretty recent. 93, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Huh. How old Cody is. Actually, that it might, how funny would it be? Cody's birthday is in March of that year. Oh. And this happened this happened March 18th, 10 days after Cody's birth. Oh man. That's it was like ten. it's like a sign from the omen. Yeah, and it's 10 is a meaningful number because it's a 1 and a 0. Uh, yeah. And it's the basis of one of our counting systems for no apparent reason. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's how computers talk. With a bunch of ones and zeros. Yeah, but that's binary. And one zero in binary is not ten. I don't want you to label me, man. Okay. I guess that's true. <laughs> I was breaking ten apart because I was doing this with my fingers. Yeah. Which made them look different because my fingers aren't all attached like that. Right. So, yep. Yeah, so, that was Edward. Ten. Thank you for listening. Hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. I... That's really interesting. I mean, it's interesting to hear about mental illness. Um, and it is very interesting to hear the interface between faith and those things. It's all, you know, it's like I was kept thinking as you were talking about some of that, like, okay, <clears throat> schizophrenia is a break from reality. There is a significant break from reality as part of being Amish. Yeah. And it's like a group. Oh, a group yeah. mental illness or a mass mental illness in some ways. Although, as I've said many times, I think they have a lot of things right, too. I don't know that. It, I don't think it's I think it's all unfair to characterize it as a mental illness. It's a it's a break with reality. 
I mean, they're, they're obviously unable to deal with all of reality. So they just reject some of it and just kind of go, eh. Well, they have rules for why they reject it. Yeah, but that's when they call 911 and get the English involved. And it sounds like it's just in the case well, where I there's think, something the devil has to do. Well, I mean, just in their defense, they can't prosecute a murderer within their community without having the United States coming and being like, you can't do that. Right, yeah, I know. I so know. whenever somebody murders somebody, they have to call 911. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the village well no maybe the village was based on the Amish hmm. maybe a little maybe <laughs> anyway um, in other news I don't know if we've mentioned it already but we're not going to be doing Marcusodes going forward um, with our schedules being busy and changing all the time so I haven't decided if we're going to do one, an episode a week or an episode every other week or what. So just, you know, hang on and we'll see you when we see ya. Which could be in a week or could be in a couple weeks. Mm. Right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So uh, we will talk to you guys then. Make sure to go to our website, which is com. That's okaylingpa.com or write us an email at okaylingpa.gmail.com. Um, we have merch and stuff that you can buy on our website and you can also send us some money on our Patreon page. <laughs> so feel free to do any of those things. Um, you could also name your children. They'll kill you in PA. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. Or you can name one. They'll kill you in PA and the other dot com like in 30 Rock. You can name one Cooper. Yeah. And name one Kira. Similar. Shelby had a baby and named concept. her baby Kira. Oh. After Kira, our dog. The dog Kira inspired a human Kira? It, yes, she did. Hmm. She did it. She's reached her maximum level of dogness. It like, you know, dog names a lot of times, or people names inspire dog names a lot of the time, but I think in this case, a dog name inspired a person's name. Hmm. It's like the circle of life. Who was Rin Tin Tin named after? Rin Tin Tone? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Perfect pitch, Cooper. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs>